after our first property management podcast with Harrison Vaughan from Tommy's Property Management, we ended up fielding a lot of inquiries around Renty. Renty is a prop tech software company that speeds up the process of tenant selection, application processes and tenancy agreements. We caught up with the CEO, Russell Smith, and also the operations manager, Gabriella Scott Lister. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Property Management Wine Time. This is our second wine time. Russell, what are you drinking today, sir? Can I ask what wine are you drinking first? <laughs> I'm drinking Dr. Lucen. Now, I'm hoping that it's actual wine and not something for your uh, constipation problems. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be in severe need to rush off to the toilet, David. So if I dash, dash off, I was wrong. It's not wine. And Gabriella, there we go. Oh, it's a Riesling. Right, what have you got? What do I have? I had, we bought this for Easter and it arrived a day late, so we're drinking bubbly all the time at the moment. Drinking so bubbly, uh, that's just, you can tell that Aucklanders, can't you? You know, they're just living on champagne and expensive <laughs> wine. Down, meanwhile, down in, down in Wellington, we have no, the, uh, I'm actually not on the wine today. My garage project arrived and uh, we've just opened a can of uh, Happy Days. So it's been outside in isolation for three days. We've given her a wipe down and now we are good to go. And uh, so we're, 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 we've got our beer, we've got our wine. It's property management wine time. It's a Friday afternoon. It's hopefully the last Friday afternoon in lockdown. Guys, can I just ask you, what's it been like? Um, what's it like in your bubble? Who's in your bubble, Russell? I've just got my partner, Claire, um, who's actually a property manager for Impression right. uh, Real Estate. And my dog, who is usually typically wandering behind us, who might make a surprise guest appearance. And of course, myself. So I'm kind of sick of staring at the same four walls, but uh, I didn't even know it was Friday until you just mentioned it was Friday. You, you kind of lose track of the days. <laughs> kind of lost. You do lose track of the days, don't you? <laughs> yeah. It's one day becomes another, but who knows? And yourself, Gabby, where are you? Uh, I'm hanging out in Birkenhead in Auckland um, at my boyfriend's flat um, with a couple of his flatmates, but it might as well also be Russell because he calls me about five times a day, I think, because he's getting a bit lonely. So <laughs> That, rubbish. that doesn't say doesn't say much for the girlfriend, Russell. Anyway, no no worries. So anyway, let's. I mean, we got a lot of interest on your product. Um, following, we had Harrison Vaughan, who's tuning in today. We had Harrison Vaughan from Tommy's Property Management, and um, talking about digital signatures and how renties kind of revolutionise how they operate. And we got so many questions. We thought, well, can we get you guys on? And you've agreed to come on. So so thanks heaps, Russell. What's your role with Renty? I'm the co-founder, co-CEO, uh, working alongside Claudia from a CEO position, and obviously Gabby and Matt as the sort of senior development and uh, product design and operations manager. Man, we basically do everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, my role is to talk sales mostly with our clients and with our, some of our prospective clients and then sort of work with Gabby and the team on just sort of delivering that uh, stuff to the, and, to the customers. And, and, and when I've just done a little bit of a research and look up, a, a, you know, it seems with the CEO of about 1,500 companies around the uh, place, Are you Applied, Origin ID, Addy, Renty, Movie, Move Me, you know, there's a whole variety, variety of companies that you, you, you've got an association with. It's because I can't spell office administrator. I can only spell CEO. So when I put my LinkedIn profile on, that's all I can get. So uh, you know, you have to pay for characters. Um, so yeah, so I've been I've been in New Zealand for eight years now. Yeah. And back in the UK, where we both hail from, the north of England. You sound a bit more northern than I do, though, because I'm yeah. putting on a posh accent. Well, where, where, um, where about where about where about in England, Russell? 
I'm originally from Leeds, but I sort of spent places. Uh, I was in Manchester for a while. My dad used to work for Mobile as a lorry driver, so we sort of moved around a bit and ended up in a place called Scunthorpe. But we don't like to about, even though this is recorded now in history. Yeah, classic place. Really, really good. Uh, moving on. So, uh, I, you know, when I was in the UK, I used to work uh, as predominantly in sales, and most of what I did was selling solutions to organizations, particularly around identity data, business credit reports, and credit checking, credit information. So come from a long, 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 long background in identity solutions and credit sales. When I moved to New Zealand eight years ago, I worked for one of the major companies in the world called Experian. This company is one of the biggest in the world as a credit bureau. They're not really here in New Zealand. They were just a, an address validation sales company, which means start typing a few characters and your address will start popping up, which is the plug into lots of companies. Anyway, it's boring and you know, it is what it is. Um, so I started working in that environment for about a year and uh, suddenly realized that I wanted to start doing something for myself. I always kind of had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit. Randomly, I decided to start a dog registration business <laughs> called Reg the Dog. Yeah. And... Um, Really, it was all about solution processing. So I, I actually bought a dog, and that's who's kicking around here somewhere, and uh, realized that you had to get a dog license, which is something that you and I probably have never experienced before in the UK. And uh, I had to go to the council, ask them to pay for the dog license and fill out a load of forms with bits and pieces, and then wait for two weeks for my bit of plastic to arrive. So I just thought, that's ah, probably a better way to do this. So put a bit of money into um, setting up an online solution and started picking up a few council contracts and then started outsourcing dog registration with you know, some of my councils, the councils, Central Otago. And then, oh man, do you want the full history? No. <laughs> skip, skip right ahead. And basically, I've just been quite lucky in the fact that New Zealand is such a welcoming place to be able to do business. And, you know, it's a small place, which means you've got to build up really good relationships and a good network. And off the back of that, I'm quite opportunistic, hopefully from a positive perspective. And little avenues of different things opened up. And as time has gone by, I now own... Um, Apply ID and Origin ID, which are technically one and the same, which is a biometric facial recognition software to verify the identity of a person when they want to get a Bi- loan or a bio biometrics. Focus on that one. Say that again. Biometrics yeah. facial recognition. You so you've got a company right. that does that. So biometrics are everything from like fingerprints and you know iris checking and you know when you go uh, go through the uh, customs at uh, New Zealand Airport which will be for a while you won't yeah. then you're using that technology that verifies your passport and your face yeah. that's biometric that's biometrics but we focus on facial recognition so this is a picture of my driver's license this is, a, this is my face and I'm going to match that stuff and make sure that it matches up so we work with uh, banks and finance companies and legal firms and accounting firms yeah. It's all everything to do with the worldwide um, pandemic that's not COVID, which is anti-money laundering. Anti-money laundering. Massive, massive problem. Yeah, so it really fixes that problem for like people that don't really want to get into building that sort of technology. They can plug in this stuff and have a go at you know, being able to ID their customers really, really easily. Because I can see that you're working um, with... So, uh, yeah, so often, yeah, I can see you're working with a few real estate companies, uh, lawyers and whatever with that, with that applied. I mean, are we going to get to a point where yeah. anti-money laundering comes into property management? It's a, that's a really interesting question. So, anti-money—if you can figure a way to wash some money, right? So, if you buy a car and you buy that car in cash, then you sell that car on trade a few weeks later, even if you lose a little bit. Have you, have you watched Ozark? If you haven't watched Ozark, it's really good at watching what you actually what the criminals do. 
So then I get the money back and then it's clean. So it's going to come through my bank account or whatever and it's all done and dusted. So there's a limit of how much you can spend. So anything under $10,000 is not watched. So if you're a property and you're in property management, you could quite easily move into a property, be there for a really short let for like three months, six months, put a $5,000, $10,000 deposit on a really uh, bond on a really big fancy house, three months later move out and you get that money back. You've washed some money. But it all depends on whether or not you put that money. There's the dog. Yeah, we've seen him. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends on whether or not you put that money in cash. If you can put that money in cash into your property manager, then probably it will come. But uh, it would be hard. But at least there's technology now that, you know, makes it easy. So if it does, it's nothing to fear. It's actually yeah. a good thing. It's like all of us as a community coming together to stop the criminals, because that's what it's really about. Yeah. It's not just governance gone crazy. Because, Gabby, I'll come on to you in a moment. Uh, but I want to... Yeah, I, I want to stick with this as I can because in terms of real estate, we, we saw, I mean, really, a lot of panic around this coming in and thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be so much extra work and, and, and whatever. But, you know, your yeah. product has seemed to make it very easy for real estate companies, I'm presuming. It does. I think the challenge with real estate companies for, for this stuff is actually the process. The, the COVID situation has changed everything because previously... You know, like if I was selling, if I was the real estate agent selling your house and your house, Gabby and David, I just ask for the ID, right? So that means I can just have a look at it and I check it and that's sort of okay. But now we're entering to this space where virtual reality viewing of houses and how am I going to get your identity? Now that's where the apply ID product comes into its own. It's how can we make this process easy for both you two and for me? So there's a little disjointed stuff in the real estate space. Real estate's getting good at being able to pick up really good ideas of how they do the process, but now everything's shifted again. So we're probably bigger in the um, legal and banking and finance space than we are in real estate, but we're, we're working on it. Um, but if anybody wants to, you know where I am. Yeah, so, so in terms of this is, I'm presuming now, this is how the idea for, for Renty is kind of snuck in, because you started Move Me, which is like like Fast Connect or like a moving hub. It's a, it's a connection company. And then you've, it, it's... Tell me if I'm wrong. Is this have you seen the space in terms of Renty to go in no, there and make a difference? So Move Me came before Renty, and it kind of came at the same time as the ID business. And the idea was is that one of the major problems for identity isn't actually this is me and who I say I am. It's when someone moves home. So if you move home and you haven't updated your address with companies that kind of don't matter, like you know your gym membership and all that sort of stuff amount of money that's spent on sort of trying to find you to be able to send you a letter to be able to keep you you know gauging with you so small businesses when someone moves home like even you know really like property management companies as well obviously it's quite tricky you move to another place like dog registration see how it's all linked dog registration is once a year 20 percent of those people have moved home how do we know where they've gone yeah we don't because New Zealand Post doesn't have a mechanism to be able to say hey keep updating your information and we'll make sure everybody knows so you only change your bank your finance and your power and your broadband, everything else is like, ah, who cares? I don't need my bills anymore, so I don't really need to tell anyone. But those businesses really, really struggle. We've been able to keep up to date with where everybody is to be able to basically sell things to you, but also collect if you've lost the money and also inform you of when things go wrong. So Move Me was born off the back of being able to try and fix that issue. So we built a platform so anybody could jump on there and update things like the inland revenue, doctors, dentists, gyms, dog registration. Literally, it was like 350, 400 companies on there. You can just do it all for free. And once you've done that, there was no real revenue model in mind. It was really just build a service and then we'll come up with a revenue model yeah. to be able to sort of help people through it. 
obviously moving home, you start putting things in there like, well, what about getting their connections up and running? And then you've got, you know, um, helping them get their physical stuff moved to one of different places. And then the connections part of the business was born. And then we, we, we ended up working with lots and lots and lots and lots of property managers over that period of time because we were obviously, that's where the people are, you know, transferring and relocating. So it's already passed that information to us and we can help those customers and update their information. But, you know, as time's moved on, software has come into more of a, you know, more of a play. And property managers need that slip process for their tenant onboarding. And then there's a couple of connections companies out there. So it started to make it a little bit difficult. So we thought, well, rather than, you know, reinvent the wheel, let's go and do what we do best, which is build really amazing software and present that to the property management um, group. And that's where we've got with Renting. The real kind of people that work in the organization, it's not me, I just talk a lot. It's all the people that know how to, you know, turn something from a concept into actual reality and make it a really, really amazing solution. I just keep knocking away that, you know, chunk, chunk by chunk. And Gabby, what's your role in, in, in all of this? So, I mean, how did you, because you're this young country girl from the middle of mid-Canterbury, how do you end up working with uh, such a, a, a bunch of IT geeks, for a better word of description? <laughs> great, great crew. So we have... So much fun, but I actually was brought in um, on the Move Me level. So my mum works with 40 of the other CEOs' um, husband. So it kind of came in, and these guys really needed a salesperson at the time, and I was like, I can't sell. I don't want to sell. And then they kind of got me in, and somehow through a fluke I got the job. Um, and then it just kind of, when they started doing Move Me, then Renter was born, and it was kind of this really cool opportunity. And what they were building with Renty and kind of they like showed it to me, I was like, that's cool like that's really really cool so I guess I just got more and more involved and now um, a lot of what I do is I'm really lucky I get to meet a load of property managers and things like that so I get to do a lot of the sitting down with people and then you work out what issues they're having or you do the trainings and you kind of work out how they're responding to it and then there's a little problem there that maybe no one's asked them about before or they've never been in a position where they can have their problem like a solution made for them. So it's really satisfying because someone that's maybe not had that such direct connection can go, oh, I've got this, and we can go, oh, we can build that. And then a couple of weeks later or the next week or sometimes even the next day, we've got a solution to this issue that they've been struggling with for since they started property management. And like all these little niggles are just so much can be done with software. And I think I find that really, really um Satisfying. Thank God, because you were terrible at sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many kids? How many kids? She was really good. <laughs> so, so you've got a team of you know young. I mean, what's the average age there? Because it's a very young company. There's, there's, you know, I won't I forget exclude Russell here. You know, I mean, he's had an easy life. He's, he's from Yorkshire. You know, but it's a very young team. You got Matt in Australia, who's a, is a, is a young developer. I mean, how old's he? Twenty-two. Twenty. Pretty sure he had his business. 22. 22. Yeah, and, and this is what we're seeing is that the technology and there's so many young individuals now coming into this tech space in, 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 in property. Uh, I mean, look, there's other companies out there. I mean, what is it about Renty that makes it... I mean, because Addison uh, at Tommy's has just raved about you with the digital signatures. Exp- talk about the, dig- the, the, the digital signatures and the importance of that and how that's been working. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I can talk about 
about it a little bit. So when you say wise renting, what I think, and it might be different to what Russell thinks the strength is, is we, at every step of the process, have tried to understand what people are facing. So there's loads of situations where, I mean, COVID's totally different. So even before COVID, where people have to make a huge trek to come over or they're dealing with someone that's international that's flying into the country and they just haven't, they've had to do a really hard PDF um, to sign and print out and download and then send back um, or it's just been this really difficult process. So what we've done is at, on our agreement builder, when you go to send that, you can send it directly from Renty for digital signage, uh, electronic signatures, I should say. Um, and then you can see where they're at with um, signing that. So you can see who signed it. Um, they get automatically notified to sign it if they haven't done it yet. So something that's quite small in a piece of software is just such a huge help to people that are dealing with tenants that can't come into the office or are overseas or just want to save time on that whole process. Yeah, I think I can add. I think I can add to that as well because it's a really good. It's a really good point. I think. Um, Take the software out of the equation a little bit. I think the reason that Renty and, and the other companies we were talking about as well, every single thing that we built and bought and created is all revolved around the same sort of thing. You look at a process and that process doesn't work for certain reasons, right? So there's parts of it that are broken, some parts are slow, some parts are paper-based, some parts are manual, et cetera, et cetera. And you strip away all of the noise and then start rebuilding from, from backwards. You look at that problem and you say, well, what would make it faster? And the digital signage or whatever you call it, electronic signatures or whatever, is a component of it. It's not the answer. It's the it's the circle of that, you know, change of dynamics. So you're going into you're going into businesses and saying, hey, everything that you're doing now, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you could rip it all up and change it all again, you had all the money in the world and everything else. You get a workshop going, you get those ideas going, and all of a sudden you come up with, actually, this is something we can start from. And then it doesn't ever change. It never stops because you keep evolving it and evolving it and making it faster and quicker. We've taken the process down for lots of our property managers for something like 40 minutes down to like five or 10 minutes. Right. And it's just shrinking little bits. Yeah, it's just taking little bits away, like, you know, reading references in a different way, being able to not go and find a phone number and go and ring that person. It's there on your platform, press the button. Those 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds all add up when you start doing stuff. So everything's related to process. And then we've got amazing, amazing developers that know how to turn all of that into reality. So so when you talk about cutting it down from 40 to 5 minutes, can you, I mean, mm. you briefly touched it there, can you go from a property manager, from a property manager's point of view, you know, where are those actual time savings? Is it the tenants filling out the application uh, and, and signing it? it, it you know, and all the information being there. How does that work? How does it look like from a consumer's point of view? Yeah, don't give away too much of the secret sauce here, Dave. We've got to keep a little bit guarded, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, like, if you think about an identity check, right? So, Russell Smith needs to join, uh, want to be a customer of Harrison's, and I'm going to be uh, filling out an online paper-based form. Well, obviously, that's gone, so there's no, there's no minutes there anymore. It's now a digital form. So, instead of me filling out my driver's license number, filling out my name, I'm going to take a picture of it and upload it, and it's done. Like, seconds versus more seconds. Transfer that one specific component to the property manager that reviews that. I'm now no longer saying Ross Smith because that's what I call myself. And then my driver's license says Russell Smith, and it goes and sits inside of the portal. And then all of a sudden, property manager, Gabby, for example, is my property manager, would have to go and check that data again, because it will say fail, because I'm not Russ Smith, I'm Russell Smith. 
So it's those little shavings from the background that I've got and the background of the developers that can just tweak, tweak, so, tweak, So you tweak. take a picture. It sounds like nothing. So you take a picture of the driver's yeah. license and it kind of gives you all that instant information. There's none of this. Right, Absolutely. okay. Now, is it true? I mean, look, you talked about there about facial recognition. I mean, would that come into long term? I don't know, even in the short term. Do you think that's going to come into things like tenancy applications where they take a picture of themselves and the facial recognition there, it automatically populates all this information they are who they say they are? Sounds like something out of a science fiction movie, but are we going down that road? It could. It could do. I mean, you got to look at you got to look at the always look at the why, right? So, what would be the reason if it was regulated? The government said we all need to know who everybody's identity is because of anti money laundering. That's a good why, right? It's good for you know criminal prosecution. But if we're going to do it and it it changes the process massively, for example, um, I think we talked about this a couple of days ago, you and I. There's companies out there that do um, digital assistance. And, you know, you're talking to a computer as opposed to talking to a real person. And then that shaves minutes because behind the scenes, there's lots of questions people typically ask, like, you know, what color is my car and all that kind of stuff. And it'll do all that work for you artificially and intelligently. So that shaves time for both the business and the customer. So if you apply that to property management and you go to a viewing, for example, and you walk up to a scrub, talking like dystopian future here, you walk up to a fridge and it's got a screen on it and you can talk to that and say, I just need to know how much the bond is. I just need to know how much, you know, what is there a gas meter? Am I going to be on gas? All that kind of stuff that, you know, takes up all the property manager's time, then maybe it could be useful. But it's kind of like, you know, you've got to work through the, yeah. the what ifs and the whys before you start applying the tech. You know, I saw a company in, in, in California and, and they actually, they just did literally have this, like an iPad on wheels and a virtual person logging in from a, a, a warehouse. So, and this is how it worked. It was quite fascinating to watch. The, the, someone likes a house. Yeah. There's a code that they can scan on the forensic sign. It links them into this office. This, this, this person right here is the key code to get you into the house. They type in the code. Then they've got an iPad with a, someone there on the iPad giving them a tour around the property. It's remarkable. You know, absolutely remarkable. Think about, think, about, think about the process of key dropping, right? Giving someone the keys and getting that. I mean, if I, I think about the vehicle licensing, uh, the vehicle rental space quite a lot in regards to you go online, you order a car. You don't necessarily always pay for it straight away. You go on a plane, you go to the place, you've got to pick up the car, and you've got to get in a queue, give them your credit card, sign on some bits of paper, get a key, blah, blah, it takes 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But if you did all of this first before you went and digitally verified yourself, when you turned up there, there was a vending machine with a screen on it, you went, this is me, and it went, great, no problem, here's your queue. How much time, how much time would be saved? And it's those sorts of concepts. Like I was at a hotel not that long ago, I think it was in Singapore, where there's a little robot where you order room service, and a robot delivers your food. So you order Uber, and it comes to the kiosk downstairs. It comes in a little robot, looks like a vacuum cleaner. It comes up to you and delivers it to you to your room. Because I think there's a YouTube video on it where it spills all the coffee everywhere. So don't order coffee. <laughs> but there's all sorts of cool concepts and ideas around that. I mean, lots and lots of cool ideas. Gabby, and it's embracing technology. This yeah. whole entire COVID situation is going to let us embrace tech now in a really big way. Oh, I'm sure it look out. We can touch on that later on. We'll come on to the current environment at the moment and later on. But, Gabby, in your like travels before your lockdown in Birkenhead, and your travels around it and the companies that you see, I mean, what's what's what are the biggest issues that you think you find that property managers face in terms of, you know, the, the tenant selection, the whole process with the tenancy agreements and so forth? What are the biggest challenges you find? I would probably say 
one of the biggest challenges is probably some of the smallest things. So it's not this whole area of this is really hard, but it's like every time I do this process, like the welcome letters, for example, every time someone gets a property, they're copy and pasting information in. And it's not necessarily a hard thing or massively time consuming. But if you're an admin person and you're doing that 20 times a day or whatever, 15 times a day, that those are all the things. And kind of what Russell talked about with um, the OCR, which is the process of the pulling the details off the license, it's kind of all these little things adding up to go, hey, and that's how we shrink our processes down so much, rather than, I mean, electronic signage is probably one of the huge ones, but it's also just the consideration of the process and um, things like something that we've actually released yesterday. Um, we did a send offer flow because people find that they want to give a tenant the property, but they're not picking up their phone, whatever, their different hours or something like that. So now in Renting, you can click a button to send an offer, which sends an email to the tenants to say, this is the, this is the tenancy offer. Do you want to accept it, decline it, or request a change? So little things like that, that the property manager, instead of calling them three times to not be replied and things like that, leaving a voicemail, they can just click it. And then the tenant in their own time um, so it's not it's not necessarily huge, but it's like just all these things multiplying to to be huge time saving factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, you can you can see that from what you're saying here. Now we're going to see this the whole application process could be knuckled down into such a short time frame. I mean, you already have the ability here with digital signatures with with your software. And now we've had this this whole lockdown where are we going to see this become the norm in how we do business now, do you think? Or do you think once this lockdown ends, we're going to go back to the old school printing off, come in, sign here? You know, do you, what do you think is going to happen two to three months down the road from this? Gabby, I'll go to you first. <laughs> um, I think that... While COVID has obviously been awful for many, many things, I think that it has given people an opportunity to stop and for once, and we all know how busy property management is, to actually look at it and think about the RDL processes. So I know a lot of people have picked up electronic signatures and things like that. And now you've done it, it's kind of hard to go back from. Yeah. Um, I mean, by all means, you can still get them in the office. And I also don't want to undervalue the personal part of property management because that's so important to have that relationship. And I think that's probably part of reasons that the big reason that tenants look after properties well, because it's established, but it's not wasting time on the agreement signing and the things that actually just makes it more annoying. But I think honestly, anyone that's trying it um, is not, probably won't go back. Um, it's just feels a million times better. Um, that'd probably be my perspective on it. Yeah. Russell, okay. yourself, I mean, have we, have we changed now? There's going to be things that we've adapted for the better through a crisis. Yeah. What are the key things that you think yeah. that business is going to change? And not just limit it down to renting and what you do. What do you think are going to be the big changes in how we do yeah. business? I think for some time now, people are trying. Time is the most precious thing that everybody has, right? There's only a certain amount of it for everybody, and that's all you get. So when you are a business owner, or an employee, or you've got a certain amount of work that needs to be done in a certain amount of time, 
what this has shown me specifically is that I'm a lot more productive by not physically having to go to meetings for new business or for lots of different reasons. You can get a lot more done in a shorter space of time. I'm burning through maybe 10 or 15 video conferences a day. Yeah. And, you know, the sad part of it is that we can't enjoy the evenings and, you know, be with each other and all that sort of stuff. But from my perspective, I feel like, I don't know if you follow much on LinkedIn, but I feel like this is the beginning of a real digital evolution. The digital evolution began maybe 10 years ago with the iPhones and bits and pieces, but it's only really embraced where it speeds up the obvious, like, you know, getting finance online or whatever. But now, you know, real estate sales, for example, we can, I, can, I can sell a house without the need to physically meet the person at all, right? And that's incredible. It's whether or not that keeps on going is going to be really interesting. But it will keep going if people see the profiteering of it or the value in it, both being able to do a lot less for the same amount or if not more. And that's where technology can really take advantage of it. So if you think about back to the bicycle days, you ride a bicycle and then all of a sudden you drive a car. You're going to drive a bicycle or less than you're going to drive a car because you're like, oh, why would I go back to that when I used to get rained on in bits and pieces and now I can drive a car? So why would I go and do lots of this hard yards, physical sort of backwards and forwards all the time when actually... Like we're doing a webinar right now, and this is just it's perfect. We've got lots of people there that can ask us questions. We can get a lot out of these conversations, and we can do more of them and, and, and get more out of the day than we could have done before. So that's yeah. where I, I think the digital revolution is going to begin now. So we're really. going to become more productive, aren't we? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you my own little experience from, from, from a training point of view. We yeah. get property managers, some of them, dare I say, a little bit older, a bit more technologically challenged. They're not used to... And they're getting older. We say, David, I can't bring this evidence for this qualification because I can't print this off. I can't scan this. I can't do this. I go online with them doing like this, and I log into their computer and say, "This is Adobe Acrobat. You can sign this here and do this here." And you can see the, you can hear the voices. I didn't know you could do that. And it's like what you're saying. They, they yeah. once they've started doing it, I, you know, and I think we're going to see a massive, massive, massive change. Property management? I think there might be a... Go on. It's a bit like a social experiment as well, right? It's a bit like a social experiment. It's like yes. Big Brother on mass because, like, you know, you've got a scarf around your neck for uh, some sort of rugby team, I presume. I'm not really a sports follower. <laughs> and this is the first time I've put on anything that looks fancy in the last three weeks. And no one cares anymore because it doesn't matter anymore, right? It's whether or not the social tendencies of what we need are like in front of each other to shake hands and be civil and corporate and all the rest of it is going to change everything because we're still able to have very good solid business discussions when underneath here I might be wearing just my underpants. I'm not. It's yeah. a G-string. <laughs> um, on that, I was talking to um, Tim from Property Brokers the other day and it's actually really cool. Like I know what you mean with kind of like the, when you teach someone to use Adobe Acrobat and things like that. She emailed me just to say, I had this property manager that wasn't necessarily the most techy in the business. And she signed, got three agreements signed by electronic signatures. And the property manager was really excited. Like it's really cool because you can actually go, it can feel quite daunting, but once you know it, it's like, oh, this is cool. And it's actually like something that people feel really accomplished about. I don't know, I think it's pretty do, do you think we're going to see property management move away from the high street? And then it's going to become... Because in a way, it's kind of started that already. I mean, we've got some well-established brands which have... I'm not saying that you don't need street presence. You know, I think of companies like Goodwin's on a really big corner of Mount Albert uh, and Annim Parnell. Uh, um, you know, a lot of overheads, but my God, 
it's a fantastic offer. It makes a statement. But some other companies, are we going to move away potentially from that office space and go just purely digital and property managers working from home remotely but catching up like this and then saying, right, we don't need to rent this. We don't need the office anymore and save some money on overheads. I'd say that's probably a no but a yes at the same time. So think about retail clothing shopping. Clothing shopping online is massive. People can go on anywhere in the world and buy something and have it delivered to New Zealand. Yet still there's a huge Sylvia Park and New Westfield and Newmarket and the shop people still shopping, obviously not right now. But people still like to touch stuff and feel stuff. And if you're gonna go and buy a house or rent a house, you still wanna go in it and feel it and smell it and feel all those sorts of things. So there'll be always those kind of people and always the other people that don't care, I'm just going to go in, I want it, I like it, and I'll take it. So I think there'll be a real flattening, evening out of digital versions of a high street. But I think that's kind of already happening now, right? So you're seeing businesses like Goodwins that have great websites, and it's all about property and real estate is now trying to attract like retail does. You know, yeah. come and have a look at our website, come and have a look at our digital version of ourselves, because this is our brand and this is who we are. Barfoot and Thompson changed their branding recently, and that, that stuff's going to happen a lot. I think there's going to be a lot more. Come and have a look at the cool stuff we're playing with for you, because that's what, how we want to keep our customers loving our brand. And they'll have to be able to duck and dive and be able to sort of go for all of the different audiences, or be boutique and stick to one specific thing. Now, guys, if, I know that Bye. we've got plenty of you here. We've got a, some of the questions coming in now, and I'll, I'll come and turn to the questions at the moment. There is Uh-oh. a question panel on your go-to uh, webinar control panel you can type in your questions in the i will read them out uh now we've got a question here come from uh is it hamish i'm not sure where hamish is from uh, i actually think it's a very good question we're going to see a lot of people basically go insolvent how is that going to impact the the, the future of, of renting and credit checks going forward uh into the next few years i think that's an excellent question so with the customers that we have on the finance side and in, in my other business, the ID space, credit checks have taken a massive drop, like humongous drop. But going back to your point about the online facilities, so with this level three piece, online is going to start speeding up and then in time it will start getting back to normal where people go around and buy cars and bits and pieces. Property management is always going to be a need for, because it's a time thing, so every six months or 12 months, you're going to be in a position where you're going to be wanting to move on or buying something. So everyone's always in a state of constant movement. So I think it's definitely going to have a really interesting impact for the next six to 12 months. But I don't see it lasting forever. There's been flus and wars and all sorts of stuff for forever. And there's always a when there's a low like this, there's always a massive high straight after. And that's the bit that I think everybody's really hoping for, for economic and social reasons. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll be I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Gary, I don't know, I'll ask you this one. Someone's coming. Is it appropriate to search? Are we breaching privacy if we start going onto Facebook and looking at, 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 I don't know if you're qualified to answer these questions. I mean, I don't know. But should we be actually going in and grabbing people's information out of Facebook and looking at, at, at what they're doing before we select them as a tenant? Are we breaching privacy? Um, do you know what? If I got that question, usually I would send it to you. So can I send that one straight back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think I actually wrote some. I read somewhere in um in, in privacy commission. So we've had dialogue with the privacy commission, 
Um, you've got to be very careful about searching for people on Facebook, and if you know, even though it's on a public site, um, I'll see if you can. I'll, it's a very good question. I'll see if you can track down the answer for that, uh, and and and, and yeah, find probably that out. Wouldn't you be able to easily, you'd be able to easily answer it with a as long as you've got the consent of the person to do exactly what you're saying you're going to do, and they're okay with it. It should be fine. So, yeah, so you don't, you know. So Did you say, hey, part and parcel of us onboarding you as a customer, yeah. we are going to check Facebook, Google, and blah, 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 and they're okay with that, then that's probably okay. Yeah, yeah. I would think it would almost come down to if you're putting something yeah. out of the I don't, I don't know, and I'm yeah. not giving an answer to this, like, you said answer. But I don't know, I guess it, it's just an interesting question in general, like, how do you view social media? Is my social media, do I own my own social media, or because I'm putting it up on the web, Am I putting it out to more like you know like it's just a weird question of ownership and as soon as it's out there, I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. I think people will probably continue to do it regardless. I mean, but it, I, it's, I a, it's a deeper question than, than what we're here and what we're probably going to solve about. I mean, I've got a fantastic, I've got a fantastic book on on by a guy called uh, Jonathan Taplin about the risks of of Facebook and, and sharing all that data and. and and all that type of stuff, and, and Facebook basically just being a big giant marketing database. That, that's that's kind of all it is. Um, so, Russell, what brought so, you to? We've got a, a lot question. of people don't realise as well. I go on. Yeah, just so, be careful on WhatsApp as well. A lot okay. of people don't realise that Facebook gets all the data from WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, it owns it owns WhatsApp, doesn't it? Hey, what's the legality behind digital mm-hmm. signatures? How does Renty comply? Uh, this is a question coming from Callum. Um, there's probably a question for you, Gary, because you've been dealing with a company that we're working with to be able to make that a reality. I know from a general perspective, but not what we're covering it for. Yeah, cool. Um, so I can, again, I don't have the exact details of this, but we are actually, um, next week, I think, we're actually, so we work with HelloSign to provide our digital signatures. So we are actually um, doing a little piece and a little video on exactly how. Um, but there are some specific things that basically you have to prove that the document hasn't been altered after it's been signed um so what we do to combat that is we track like the ip address the time and the state of the document so in terms of it being legal and please correct me if i'm wrong this is the best of my understanding um but that's how we do it is we know at this point in time when this person at this ip address signed it this is what it looked like so it's more about um Knowing those things, so it can't later be changed. So, Gabby, can I just um, say to you? Yeah. So, Gabby, can I just to. just stop you? So, the IP address. What do you mean by the IP address? That's a good question. So, everybody that everybody that's got internet access, there's a there's a location. You know that really long one nine two blah blah yeah, blah yeah, blah yeah. number that identifies you and your location. So, what we're saying here is that I know that Russell Smith is here in this location signing on a document that's within a document i'm not leaving that document and going to another web address and that i'm here and this is really me and that's as much of a digital uh, so it's very verif- can be done and given so it's verifying when yeah, it was so signed using, yeah so if there's any smart people on here that beyond my ability by miles that understand vpns and masking of vpns to sort of hide your digital presence there's tools that can lift that bonnet up and then actually know where you really are so i think the signature company that we use is that ability. But if you're leaving, if you're leaving the document to go off and go to your files and put a photocopy of your signature into a document, that's not you signing a document. That's you sticking something on or something. And if you're using any other tech that's not inside of a platform, 
like if you sign up with Avis for a car rental, you're signing their form, you're not signing something else and then sticking it together. So it needs to be within that same document from a legal perspective, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, but check that out, David. It'd be really worth it'd be worth investigating that for everyone because that's a really big yeah, um, yeah. legal sticking point. Because in a court of law, if it's not legal, you'll start to get into little tricky, sticky waters. All right. Look at this. Look what's just been rolled in. Look at this. So that has just been rolled in for wine time. All right. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit warm. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with my garage project, but that's fantastic. It's just rolled through the door. I don't know how that even got there, but he, but he stealthily. Another question. Another question's just come in. This is Michelle. Um, will electronic signatures hold up in the tenancy tribunal if a case gets disputed? I think that's an excellent question. I definitely one for you, not us. <laughs> to the to the best extent that I can and as I said we'll give more detail on this because I don't want to give any wrong answers but we are doing everything to comply with the electronic digital signatures act in New Zealand um so yeah that's that's what we're doing um what I would that, what I would say there and, and what's been come out from all this you know this COVID-19 is that you can um and they're encouraging digital signatures so if you know the government saying that encouraging digital signatures i cannot see how a tenancy tribunal wouldn't i mean they're basically going against government you know what government's opinion is and i think that's kind of here to stay uh what are your views on written references compared to verbal references um that's 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 come from oh, that's a good one yeah that's come from greg uh yeah what's your views on that verbal versus written I know that's a good one. I guess the way, so I'm going to talk from Renty's perspective, but inside Renty, we sort of have an automatic email out template that you can build as a property manager that sends out an email that says, hey, David, I just want to say that Russell's applying for this property, blah, blah, blah. Is he a lunatic or is he really good? And you can template that of yourself to ask the questions that you want. And if this is a business reference or you're the previous property manager, it's going to come back with your email address, your business address, your, you know, all of those gubbins that you'd get for David at uh, XYZ Property Management Company. So if you know that person, you've spoken to that person again, you can identify that that's real. If you want to go ahead with that, from my perspective, there's nothing wrong with that. Or you could easily reply back and get enough of a conversation going with email. Email is legal tender anyway. I mean, you can have a, I accept this contract is just as, you know, yeah. from a digital signature perspective is sometimes used from a legal point of view. But I know that lots of property managers really love being able to talk to personal references as well to get a good sense of what those people are. So you've got that both. I think you can use all of it and more. You know, do as much as you can if you want. If you feel suspected about a tenant, you know, do what you can. Yeah. It is. We need that later to say we chose this, but we've also got written here. Like we chose it with all this information. It's there, you know. Actually, is that a better question? Is it a better question whether or not it's better? Because, you know, you're looking at bringing out, you know, someone decides that they're not going to pay the rent anymore or whatever, and you have to sort of go down the tribunal point of view. And you've got two written references, a personal one and a business one, property management one and a, an a employment reference written down, all good, everything's fine or all bad or whatever it is. Then it's written down as opposed to me as the property manager having to type it out or say, oh, no, he was really good when I spoke to him. He was a really nice guy. Does it take away that sort of human element in a positive way? So I don't know, actually, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe or maybe not. Maybe uh, it's something you sort of couple up with. Uh, uh, 
by the way, this is a hurricane scarf. I've been told. I've been, you know, someone saying, "Is that a hurricane scarf you're wearing?" Yes, it is. It's not a Leeds United yeah. scarf. Where he's from? You put it. A person, a, a person might give a better verbal reference than a written reference. That's a comment that's coming from 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 Tanya, uh, who's down in, in in Christchurch, who's a regular to this show. Now, I wonder if we can sing at this show once this lockdown period ends. Well, one of the things that I, I think that could evolve, get your opinion on this, and we're going to get to a stage, and I, I've always kind of thought that we have it the wrong way around. You know, the, we put up a, a viewing on Trade Me or whatever it may be, 20 people turn up, and then they're all looking for a house, and they go to their next house, and, they get, and it's bloody miserable for the tenants. I've often thought, we're doing this the wrong way around. Should the tenant apply first, and then we pre-approve them and say, go and pick whatever house you want under this budget? Is that feasible? Is that a way to think we'll go? There is actually a property manager in Australia that does that. Right. Um, so I can't remember the name of it, but if anyone's interested, I can show them. But that's what they do. They approve you, um, and then they you can have, take any of their properties. So for the property manager, they've only got to meet that person once at the property um, instead of them going out and holding a million viewings and things like that. But with the well, – well, I think with what Tanya mentioned is um, sometimes, sometimes, yes, it is better – talking to the person and that we shouldn't underestimate that you can hear in their voice whether they're telling the truth or not or if they just want them to get out of the property they're currently in. But I think what we focus on in Renty is we supply this tool so that as the tenant submits the application, it goes away. Any references come back to the application. So at the end of the day, you're not at all hurt by that. You've got these references sitting there and it's this tool that you can have and they might be international or something like that, but it's there and there's no way. Like, you can definitely pick up the phone anyway. It's just kind of like added reassurance or maybe you just want to go off that either way. What do you think, Russell? I was thinking about there's one of the sort of hidden parts to Renty. So when you use Renty as a tenant, you can put your best foot forward and, you know, you can choose to pay for it and get, like, loads of extra stuff. Like, you know, we offer things like, I don't know, cinema tickets and bits and pieces for tenants because we're trying to... We're trying to do what you're saying there, really. We're trying to create a... I'm a really good tenant and I've got a dog, but having a dog, it causes lots of issues yeah. when we want to sort of move into new properties. So I could put here, there's good references and bits and pieces, which is fine, but, you know, I could put photos, I could talk about my dog and all that lovely stuff, but it is something that people like to do and they want to, you know, put their best foot forward and get that value back. And actually, the product is designed in such a way that if I did that, I'd actually have my own dashboard and portal where I can be inside of that portal. So if I do apply for another property, happens I happen to not get property X, I don't have to go through it all again and I've got another property here and then my property manager in that particular business can say, hey, Russell, we really like you for this property, but we went a different way. By the way, this is this one. And I don't have to go through it all again. Yeah. I don't have to, I might have to go and visit the property because I'd want to do that. I think we're trying to create lots of choice, actually, for property managers and for tenants. Do it this way if you want or do it this way if you want. It's really beneficial for all and everyone really. so so will we get to a point there where you know a tenant makes an application with one company and they've got the post they've got the basically they've got their identity what you're saying is with rented they can log in they can get that and and the property manager from a different company can go because they're going to be applying for five six seven properties with potentially five six seven companies yeah, totally right. Fingers crossed if we get lots and lots of brands come to use the platform and we've got a lot of that cross-pollination of people sort of working with lots of different ones. 
we're not going to ever sell the data. We're not interested in that sort of stuff was a question I was asked recently. We're actually interested in really good experienced property managing tenants because those are the two people that make us money, right? Not data and all of that stuff. It's not about that. So if I'm in a position where I'm applying for lots of properties in a specific area like Westmere where there's not that many areas that pop up, then I'll try every single angle. And this is me not speaking as rented, this is me speaking as a tenant. I don't care whether it's Barfoots or Harcourts or, you know, whoever. I'm just really interested in the property. So I'll just put my best foot forward once and then hopefully Renty can help those organizations right. know that Russell did his due diligence on himself really well, then say, I don't know, and Tommy's did that verification again and said, you're really, really good, but not for this property this time. So Barfoots, for example, say, hey, we know you've done the due diligence properly because Tommy's has looked at it and you've done the job properly, but we'll welcome you in, come and have a look at this property. That's the kind of sort of pay it forward type sort of situation now, you really want as a tenant. Now, you just said something I want to pick up on there, that a tenant doing their own due diligence. Oh, God. Well, what's that about? Yeah. Well, if you think about the fact we're going to do that driver's license, right? So it'd be like me saying, hey, my name's Russell Smith and I'm the prince of Nigeria and I need to borrow $5 million. Can you put it in my bank account sort of thing? But instead of being able to do that, I can put my best foot forward and say nice things about me, but I can't hide behind the fact that my credit check, my ID check, my driver's license and my past history and my properties that I've rented and all those sorts of things, right? I can only go on nice added bits to it. So I'm doing my due diligence by putting my best foot forward. Rent is doing its due diligence by tackling all those bits that from a data perspective, you can say, hey, David, as the property manager, this is Russell. And then you do yours to go, well, I know that this is good because Rent has done that job properly. Russell's good because I've looked at all these things and that's all good. And then when you give the final seal of approval, whether you give me that property or you don't, we know that as a governed property management state, you've done that ethical tick in the box. We know that that's a good person. So at least you should be able to go and get another property elsewhere. As opposed to the back end of it, what it used to be, which is a bad database of customers. Is there a cost of this to the tenant? So, I mean, my understanding is the tenant, are they buying the credit check? So, that's where the value comes in. Sorry, go on, go on. Sorry, yeah, I thought you were drinking. Um, So, there's two situations. There's the first situation where they're just a normal tenant and they have a great flow and they can apply and it's still really easy. And there's a second situation where they really want the property or they've been mucked around for a little while or something and they want to put their best foot forward. So they can pay, I think it's $14, to basically buy their own credit checks so that when I apply for a property, I'm going to come to you with my ID verified, my credit check done, my income verified and my background um, checks done. So me as a tenant who hasn't done anything massively wrong, um, I kind of seem like a really attractive option to take because for a property manager, all that information's there off the bat. And I also, you can tell I really want that property. So yeah, so we offer them the opportunity to do a verified profile, which is what we're talking about, or they can also just apply normally. So a verified well, profile is then going in. So the- yeah, go on, Russell, add to that. Oh, sorry, yeah. You and I, you and I are on a bit of a delay, so we keep... That's all right. Yeah. Uh, so the um, the idea in principle is that you're putting your best foot forward for that property and you're doing all that work for the property manager, which helps us keep that cost down. Well, as we'll talk about that later on in terms of the cost of all of this because it's, it's our ability to be able to keep that cost down. But for that tenant, we don't want to be seen to be not adding value. So the value of the tenant is that they're able to put a really shining example of themselves. But at the same time, because of our relationships with corporate businesses from Move Me and Apply ID and all the rest of it, we can give discounts and things like Uber Eats or 
insurance with AA or, or whatever it is that we need for that particular customer. It doesn't cost anything for them, for us, whatever. We don't make money out of that. It's all about here's a load of cool stuff. When you move into your property, if you want, or prior to doing that, it's just added value. You know, $10 Uber Eats vouchers or when COVID is obviously not a problem anymore, yeah, yeah. obviously. So it's just adding that really, wow, that's a really nice experience for me, which I want our property management clients to, to love that part, which they typically don't really sort of get involved in it too because, much. But they should do, shouldn't they? Because that's madness. Here's an opportunity to build a relationship yeah. with your tenants. And you're able to, it could be small, but it's yeah, just, totally. a, it's a genuine, it's a thought of saying, here you go, you've, you've come through us, that's great. Here's $20 yep. Uber Eats voucher for when you move in. And, you know, you get your, yeah. your food delivered for you when you're moving. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, I've got to keep yeah, said it before. Property managers work really, really, really yeah. hard, right? It's a really, really tough job, and sales is a hard job as well. But when you sell a property to someone, you typically give them a picnic basket kind of stuff and thanks for the deal and all that. But property managers harder to do that sort of stuff. So we see this bit as our way of being able to work with our clients to say, "Here's a little nice thing that the customers can have," and it just adds that little string to the bow. We think is nice and cool. We've got a question here. Come, really we've got a we've got a question. Sorry, we've got a question here come through for for us, which we want to pick up on. Uh, is it true you're the best dressed man in property management? I can answer I mean, that. No. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, What's what? I mean, you know, just looking at the waistcoat. Because uh... <laughs> didn't you yes, didn't you true. win a, didn't you win an award at a recent property management conference? I did. Yeah. Um, are you still upset about that, or? Uh... Well, I thought I thought I was I pretty well award. dressed. I won an award for best dressed at LPMA. Okay, I was put on the spot. I was put on the, Let's clear something up really quickly. Actually, I was put on the spot to be told a, a really exciting thing about my jacket, which there wasn't. And she said, "Russell's going to tell everybody about this exciting story about his jacket." I was like, "Oh my god, I don't have one." And what, did, and what did you say? I remember. Sorry, what did I remember? What you said? You said so. They said, "Where do you get your jacket from?" And I think what you said was, "I was travelling around France, and there was this homeless kid who wore this jacket, so I, was, I took it off him." And you walked off the stage, and, yeah, and, and half the people were going, "Did he really do that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. All right. Anyway, Catherine, no, Catherine no, no. Goodwin's saying Ashley Goodwin's the best dressed person. Um, so I, I'm not going to disagree with Catherine. Uh, by the way. Um, what's the future vision? What's the future vision of Renty? Here's a question that's coming. Um, this is from Rebecca. What's the future vision for Renty going forward? I mean, are you just here short term to, to sell and make bloody millions, or are you here for the long haul? What's 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 the what's the goal there? Both of those things in the short term. We'd love to make lots of money. I mean, lots of money is always good, but it's not really the core. The core is to be able to build a product that everybody loves, and we actually build a solid, real good reputation to be able to tackle New Zealand Australian market in terms of being able to get this out there and, and running. Um, and it's like all the other businesses; it's evolution of the technology. You know, getting people involved in tech. I wish, whether or not we talk about where we want to go, there's an idea that we've got sort of floating around where we want to be able to take this product out and sort of help organizations like, you know, Goodwins you just mentioned and other brands to be able to explore other revenue opportunities in the market, like bringing on new customers in a different way, freeing up all that time, if we can. We want to free up loads of time so they can go out and build their businesses, build more. So if we make money, they're making money, they're growing. And, you know, the property management industry in New Zealand is really fierce, really strong, but there's a lot more business to be, to be had that you know that, that i think we can we want to be part and parcel of partnerships with organizations to make that become a reality that's the real um, uh, goal 
just to be able to just expand on what we've got right now. Uh, question for you, and Gabby. Nice, so, question you know. for you, Gabby. Gabby, what were you going to add about tenant perks when you were cut off rudely by Russ when he started talking about fashion? So what are the tenant perks which are out there? Oh, um, have you spent more than five minutes with me? Even though I've got a really bad memory, so I can't remember what I was talking about. Not too much drinking. <laughs> um, I think it was around. Was it the the Uber Eats and the cards like that? What were the tenant perks that you were talking about? Oh, no, all I'm going to say is the next person that talks about delivering food, I'm going to because I am so desperate for a takeaway right now. <laughs> that was all I was going to say. <laughs> There's I nothing can't. about the business. It's pure selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Sorry. Okay. Uh, is another question. What's Renty? What's this one coming? Uh, what's Renty doing to help the industry? So yeah, what are you doing to help oh. the property management industry? Do you want to go? You going to go me? Where are you go? Okay. Um, so what we've done is um, we have worked really hard on a pricing model that basically means that. People using Renty, it can be free. Um, so what we're doing is your core use of Renty, when you credit check and background and ID check successful tenants, that's free. So the flow where you find someone, you get through the steps, you do the reference checks and everything, um, all those checks on the tenants that are successful is free for you. The electronic signatures are free. Everything like that is free. Um, if they're unsuccessful, um, you pay for the credit checks. But what we're trying to do is say, look, 80% of the time, you pick your tenants, you do the credit check, they're great, and you go forward for that, with that. So what we're trying to do is make it as cheap as possible right now because we know people are really, really struggling. Um, we always wanted to, with the platform, kind of go this way. Um, but we kind of pushed it forward a couple of months because obviously, you so know, the times that are... So it's free. We kind of think it's something we appreciate right now. So it's free. What do you say? It, it, it's, yeah. it's free. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell! How do you make money? You're not. You're not. I mean, this is non-for-profit organisation here, isn't it? You're not one of these guys. <laughs> We're I've, made, I've made millions of dollars in waistcoats. Have you? Um, over the years. So yeah, yeah. Look, uh, there's no point hiding down. We've got we've got other ways of adding value to the you know talking about the tenant bit, um, that um, does their own profile. We make a little bit of money there, and we've calculated it. We think correctly, and I think every single property management company that we work with is going to be slightly different for each one. But on the general gist of it all, it'll cost nothing. There'll be no license fees. There'll be no credit checking fees. All of that sort of stuff that you're typically used to in the space to be able to pay for. We're gonna it's it's gonna blast that away. And then we're not going to hide behind it. We're, we're actually, you know, really keen on bringing lots and lots of property management companies to us. And the more we get, the more we can handle being able to do this more for free. And I, I can hear people in my head already saying, well, it's free now, but in six months it won't be. No, that's not the plan at all, as Gabby pointed yeah. out. This wants to be free for the good. You look at the UK markets and places like that, that's the model that they've got. It's, it's a similar space. So we want to come in and shake that up and, Right now is a perfect time if you're spending a couple of grand a month on credit checks or whatever in your licensing fees. Just just wipe that out straight away. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're coming up to the end now, guys. That's really interesting to be free. So please tell me what I mean. If you know if people want to get hold of you, what do they do? Do they just you know go on your website? What's your website? Renty.co. You got it. Renty.co. R e n t i. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, oh, we got 
Frank Webster's there from the UK. G'day, Frank. Hope you're well. I hope your things are going well there in the UK. Good, good, to, good to hear from you. Yeah, bit of a cheers. Probably a bit early for a beer or a wine for you over there in the UK. Um, <laughs> all right, so, um, you know, just to, Russell, what brought you to the UK? Uh, sorry, what brought you to New Zealand from the UK? It was a job offer. Um, I, uh, it was a sad story, I won't go into all the detail. <laughs> it was a, my friend passed away in the UK, so I, uh, it's a bit of a weird time, so I just thought, you know, I always wanted to go this side of the world, and an opportunity just popped out of absolutely nowhere. Um, you know, a job opportunity came up and said, hey, do you want to come to New Zealand? I was like, I've never been to New Zealand before, yeah, why not? And here I am. And thoroughly, and thoroughly so just, enjoying it. You know. Yeah, I love it. It's love great. it. It's yeah. amazing. It's a great country. You know, I've been looking at it again at the last. You know, I'm looking at the last two, you know, same four walls for the last three weeks, but it's still great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. It's fantastic. It's, a, it's an amazing place to do business. It's an amazing culture. It's a really, really good place to be. Um, so I've no, no desire to go back to sunny Scunny. <laughs> Scunthorpe, yeah. At all. And and and, and just you know, favorite music. You know, Gabby. You, I mean, you, you're probably going to date bands I've never heard of. No, well, it was funny because we asked. Jonas Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite. Um, my favorite song is Jackie and Wilson by Hosier. It's a really good song if you haven't listened to it. Yeah, but... yeah. Mm-hmm. And yourself, Ross. I mean, you'd be a man of uh, coming from north of England. Okay, you're from the People's Republic of Yorkshire. You're not from the real side of the Pennines, but you know what's your favourite choice of music? <laughs> um, I actually used to be in a band, David, for oh, many, nice. many years. Yeah. So uh, I'm actually um, trying to create a band at the office at the moment with Gabby on drums because she's a drummer, but she just hates the uh, to admit it. So I'm a huge fan of Bob Dylan. I'm really big into 60s, 70s rock and uh, alternative sort of indie rock from today. Would be like things like the Arctic Monkeys and that sort of stuff. Keeping it northern, you know. Oh, and, um, and and listen, this has just come in for and, and yeah, big shouts out to Russell's brother for his video creative and thanks of the immigrant workers in the UK. Now people don't know this, but Russell's brother has gone absolutely. He's not quite as big as uh, Major Tom, who's done the one hundred laps in the garden, who's ninety nine years old and raised twelve million pounds for the NHS. But isn't that amazing? Isn't that absolutely remarkable story? Absolutely remarkable story. I understand. I understand. The poem is called I Clap For You. I Clap For You. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. Yeah, well done. Amazing. Good on him. Yeah, all really right. Good. Well, guys, I just want you to, to thank you all for, for joining us. We've got Bindi Norwell next week. We the CEO of the Real Estate Institute. Nice. She's agreed to join us, which is um, really wonderful because she's obviously a very, very busy lady. So, But make sure that you're joining. You've got your questions ready um, for Bindi Norwell on Wine Time. Um, I'm quite nervous about that actually I mean hopefully you know, don't get myself into trouble talking with her <laughs> and um, yeah so we're going to uh, this is one of Russell's favourite songs a uh, bit of uh, Jimi Hendrix I believe you like Jimi Hendrix love it it's great ok so we're going to go out on uh, a bit of uh, Jimi Hendrix ok thanks guys thanks for joining us and we'll see you next Friday keep safe flatten the curve and we'll be back to work soon Some kind of way out of here Say that you're to the